And good morning. I didn't have myself muted, so you heard all the little throat noises in the background while we're preparing for the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. This is Things You Might Not Have Heard. We welcome you to the Monday, January 16th edition of the show, which is, of course, Martin Luther King Jr. for the celebration of his birthday. Birthday actually was yesterday. Would have turned 94, I believe, uh, if not assassinated way back when. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit as this is a big part of the things we're celebrating today. But first, let's get on to the intro for the real show and that is this thing where we're going to bring you the weekend's past latest information yet everything from friday to right about 5 a.m this morning from politics current events pop culture things like that and we like to think of ourselves as your go-to source as your news side piece if you will bringing you some more in more unconventional news stories mixed in with some of the things that yeah the mainstream media is all about because you got to do it yeah dark brandon's kind of important but we do put some things that are pretty interesting to make your water cooler talk your chat on the over coffee a bit more of uh interesting teas as opposed to just the bland stuff that's going on yes 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 russia 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 there's plenty of that going on but we do some other things as well to make you know that you are as well informed and can inform other folks for other things as well some very sad things to get into today and some things that may not seem all that big but have larger implications on pop culture than you think the teaser graphic shows the velma show which is not doing so well uh, the new one on HBO Max. We'll talk about that, plus nine other stories from the past weekend. And so these stories were fed by you. You told us by going through our feeds and telling us what stories were most conversational. And then I curated them into the stories we have, the top 10 stories that's produced here. You can help that process by going through the vetting process, following our feeds. We'll tell you more about that when we're done with the headlines. Right now, let's go ahead and get into those things. Give us about 15 minutes to get all these new stories out. And we're going to get into the show. 10 stories a day, created by you, or curated by me, fitted by you, Jay Cleveland Payne, for things you might not have heard. Just like that. Trying to keep it pithy. Oh, trying to work on it. I'm having some issues with the, with the equipment, so it's going to be a thing. Plus, I'm doing this on MLK Day. I'm doing you a service of doing my part of service. More on that in a bit as well. First story, and it seems like I have an unhealthy obsession with OnlyFans. It's only because you have an unhealthy obsession with OnlyFans. Why are we bringing up OnlyFans? Our first story, and these are not in any particular order, Iggy Azalea has joined OnlyFans. Why do I have a healthy obsession with OnlyFans? Because when I bring up OnlyFans, I get clicks. It's clickbait, period. I mean, there there's a, really is nothing about that. But you guys apparently love Iggy Azalea, or you really do love OnlyFans. I think it's more the latter than the former. She has launched a year-long multimedia project with new music exclusively to OnlyFans, which will last all year and wrap up in December of 2023. Subscribers will get their first look at some content and exclusive viewing of other things posted as part of the Hotter Than Hell project. So if you want to get in on this, OnlyFans actually has a business, although it's very disproportionate people who are making money on OnlyFans. It's actually a pretty good business model and a good business website for people who are looking to get exclusive things to people willing to pay the big bucks to do that. Unfortunately, most of it is porn. This will probably be less on the porn side, but she's using OnlyFans as her cash register. So more power to you, Iggy. Go get that money. Go get that money. That money not being gotten so well. Uh, from the folks at HBO Max who have plenty of issues on their own, uh, not including this one. But guess what? Elmo's Rotten Tomato score tanks after flood of audience reviews. HBO Max's Velma, 
which is another vision of the Scooby-Doo franchise, uh, the characters from Mystery Incorporated, has a 7% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And a 55% tomato meter score based on 20 rankings. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that sounds like a pretty bad rating. The series was announced in February 2022 as an animated spinoff based around the iconic Mystery Inc. member Velma Dinky herself. Mindy Kaling uh, would star as the title of the character and serve as executive producer. So on the day of the premiere, uh, it held a 50% tomato meter score and 11% audience score. Not so great. Kaling was playing Velma as the um, unsung and underappreciated brains of Scooby-Doo, Inc., but also reimagining some other characters in some other ways. And the biggest thing people are getting is ethnic. And when you do ethnic things to things that are classic, um, people lose their GD minds, and which is basically what's going on. I don't know if the show is any good. I don't have HBO Max on purpose. I'm not watching uh, this one. I don't have time to travel to Scooby-Doo. My daughter, the 10-year-old, is all into Scooby-Doo right now, talking about Scooby-Doo marathons and how much time it takes to watch every bit of Scooby-Doo. She's not watching this because it's on HBO Max, and there's been a lot of a bit of controversy on Velma and her sexuality. We're not going into that right now, but because they're over-aging and over-sexualizing a lot of things that were kind of, you know, what they were, we're having those issues in our household. I don't think that's so much issue with Vilma. In fact, there's a lot of people who have criticized the show itself, but are saying the criticism may be in the wrong places. If you watch it, let me know. Comment in the video feed, comment in the podcast feed, comment wherever you are getting this audio or video from, and we can chat this one up a bit deeper. More to more animation going badly, or actually animators going badly, Rick and Morty creator Justin Rowland accused of grooming as domestic violence charges surface. Now, why would you not um, take the word for uh, uh, accusations on a person who makes a character who's just so despicable that no one likes him, but people can't seem to not watch him because he looks like uh, Back to the Future? That's a conundrum that's wrapped up in the riddle. But earlier today, earlier yeah, last week, of course, NBC News reported that Justin Raylan had been charged on felony domestic battery and false imprisonment. Roland was charged in May of 2020 with felony domestic battery and felony false imprisonment, but pleaded not guilty in October 2020. A protective order was filed against him in 2020. Now, with that being said, in the past, that was done, that was taken care of. There are now brand new charges of him in the role of a groomer, essentially taking younger people and preparing them to be with him for lack of any tax. We're going to try to keep this from going too, too deep. Yeah, we already did OnlyFans. Sure, we talked about um, uh, Velma Dinky, but we're trying to keep from going to the explicit tag, so just bear with me for a second. Uh, this is something that's going to play out more in the courts, and a lot in the court of public opinion, but not so much as widely as, as most things. As we say, we take on some of the lesser taken on stories out there in the world, but at the same time, this is something I'm sure you totally missed out and something that if you're a fan of Rick and Morty could care less about because you, you realize that these people with the minted shows have the minted minds and some people just kind of let that go. We're not going to quite let it go. We're stated here. We're going to see how far it actually goes in the world of whatsoever. And we will keep up with it, keep track with it as it continues. Now, this next story, um, for me, it's, it's, it's a struggle, but uh, bear with me. It's a struggle for, for not the same reason that you think it is. Alabama guard Darius Miles charged with capital murder per report. 
Darius Miles was arrested Sunday for the capital murder of Jamia Harris, a 23-year-old female passenger in a vehicle in the area of Grace Street and University Boulevard. Miles and Michael Lynn Davis did not have a previous relationship with Harris. The University of Alabama released a statement confirming the arrest of Darius Miles and expressing their gratitude for the quick and thorough response of law enforcement and emergency response teams. Now, this quick little robot read didn't get, get the, the full story of it, uh, but you can go deeper into it by clicking the link and seeing how, what happened in this situation. Now, here's what's uh, what's sort of, um, it's more a faux pas than, than a deep thing, but here's what happened. There was a story that was released earlier in the day about a Georgia lineman, a University of Georgia lineman, and a uh, student worker, a person who worked on, on staff, who died in a car crash that I thought I posted earlier in the day that I thought I'd be talking about today. And somehow, some way, it's not there. This one we posted a few hours later. I assumed it would be, get some get some heat on it as well, as it did, but I thought we'd be starting opening up with the Georgia story and then going to this one. We don't have that. We will probably pull that in because it was so uh, in the mix for Sunday. See if it, it comes inside of the, the gap for uh, tomorrow's show. We'll put something in there. We'll have some some background on that. Or I'll do some TikTok afterwards things talking about that as well. But that one, we have I have to have more details in front of me because I saw the headline. Watched some bits of it this morning as it came up. And as I did my sifting through the stories, it wasn't there. This one was. This one not getting a lot of attention. It's getting some, it's getting mentions, but because there was a lot of playoff football, there was the championship and the, the, the crash there. There was a lot of uh, Ukraine, Russia stuff. There's a lot of dark branding and document stuff going on that there's not a lot of love going into those stories there in particular. We're going to do our best to get that one back up there for you. Let's move to the next story for this morning in particular. Gay couple sprayed with holy water outside of church in Mexico. Now, Leonardo... Hernandez shared footage of a video, an instant on TikTok, the TikTok, if you will, and wrote that it's, quote, difficult to understand what that someone can treat you this, uh, treat you like this for loving freely. So according to the video, there's a there's a gay couple. There's two men. They're just walking around in the street in Mexico, hugging each other, not doing anything really out there. Outlandish, just, you know, two dudes hugging each other, walking down the street. You can look at it. You can kind of, you know, blink your eyes and keep on going. This lady did not do that. She uh, decided that it was a time to um, uh, banish the devil from these um, these hooligans and douse them in holy water. In which they said, that's not nice. Also, I believe that's not exactly how it works. But, you know, maybe your Mexican holy water varies from what we have here in Arkansas. I don't think you just sort of spray people with the water and the demons just sizzle out. I think that's more Hollywood stuff. You, you, can, you, you can dispute that if you want to. But, yeah, I don't think this is exactly what that was for. You know, praying over people, giving them some, some, some uh, blessings, you know, you know uh, baptizing babies, casting out demons from gay people wandering around the street. I don't think it's quite that way it works. Let's move on to the next story. Cool one. NBA records 68,323 fans pack San Antonio's Alamo Dome to watch Warriors versus Spurs. This is the most attended game. This is uh, breaking the record uh, of the previous record of a game being attended by a crowd of 62,000 to uh, zero uh, to 62,046. 62046. Read the numbers like that. That happened back in March of 27th of 1998. That was the Bulls playing the Atlanta Hawks. 
the Almodone return, uh, San Antonio returned to Almodone as part of the franchise's 50th anniversary celebration because they have a new stadium, but they went to the Almodone, which is a horrible stadium. It's a, it's a bas- it's a football stadium. I've been to the Alamo Dome. It's a football stadium that basically uh, put a big old carpet, a uh, big old curtain behind the players and just took one half, one chunk of it. So you can do that um, because it's just way too much space. But because of the 50th anniversary, uh, anniversary celebration, say those words three times fast, of the franchise, they went back home. They packed the stadium. It is all a great deed. And they played against the Warriors, which is always a big bring in to the actual venue. Ed Reed, quote, Prime was not wrong, and HBCUs administrators have broke mentalities. Prime is Deion Sanders, prime time, Coach Prime. Coach Sanders, Coach Prime, um, left um, his his job coaching at Jackson State uh, after a season because um, broke mentalities. He had an issue with the SWAC, with the black football colleges, with HBCUs, and the way they manage their teams, manage their, their athletic departments, manage everything around a lot of tradition, a lot of bluster, a lot of just sort of show um, for there not to be any action, any actual fire in the fireplace, just like I, like we do. We put a TV in front of the fireplace and play the fire log all day long, and that's our fire. That's basically what he says happening there. Ed Reed has taken a job at an HBCU, and he is saying he's getting the same sort of thing. He's now the head coach of uh, Bethune-Cookman, and he's saying that he's working around con- contract things. We just make things work out. Uh, the athletic department is understaffed, underfunded. The facility is not very good, and the expectations – you know, you go, you play for, you know, black colleges in front of black colleges to be black colleges, as opposed to playing to win the big games, which Coach Prime did, Coach Deion Sanders did, which got him a bigger job where now he's yelling at, at folks at a bigger division. And we'll see what happens when he puts his money where his mouth is. And he tends to do that. Ed Reed, another prime example, pun intended, of a classic uh, football player who did the best he could in his career and wants to do more things for other folks and bring things higher. It's having an issue because where he's playing from, he's saying the HBCU mentality just does not work on a grand scale for athletics. You agree? You disagree? Are you HBCU alum who agrees? Or maybe you think these guys need to go back to where they came from and put their money back in their pockets and just shut the hell up and let y'all play football the way y'all play football. Comments are all welcome. A former X-Factor contestant studied law so she could sue Simon Cowell's company after the show, quote, almost ruined my life. Check out the link for this one. Katie Wassell is 36, and she was a contestant on the UK version of X-Factor. She says she finished seventh place, and she's going to bring a lawsuit because she says the whole experience was just bad. Uh, And just the thing that Cowell runs is a show for all practical purposes so she went to law school and she plans to sue him soon check that link out read that story get into that one pretty quickly it's an interesting one it's a very interesting take on what to do when you feel you are wronged you go literally fight in court quickly prince harry's spare sets record as fastest selling nonfiction book of all time I don't understand it. It all seemed kind of goofy. I think we got all we need to do from all from Anderson Cooper on the TV show. He sold 1.4 million copies in the first day of sale. Uh, it's a story. 
tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, of a fractured family and their willingness to try to get together, except they're not all that willing to get together. They just want to make their own money. Yeah, Prince Harry's book is the fastest selling nonfiction book of all time. There you go. And finally, very quickly, because we all know the answer to this one, winning ticket in $1.35 billion Mega Million lottery ticket sold, pretty poorly read, but sold in Maine on Friday 13th to, yes, I'm going to say it, a maniac. Dun, dun, dun. So the big prize is all done, so we can go back to um, kind of piddling around with it for a while. They'll probably go back to a big prize because for some reason, um, these things don't get won uh, as quickly as possible. And so they, they basically they, they get to the mega type numbers, pun intended, of, of you know, three uh, quarters of the three, uh, uh, three quarters of a billion dollars uh, pretty quickly. And from there, all the activity gins up and then the randomness of numbers come up. Remember, you should get a ticket because it probably uh, funds your educational for for your state. That's what it probably does. It probably just goes in somebody's pocket. But get a ticket. You're not going to win. Just feel good about being a part of the process. There you go. The largest Powerball winners. Um, um, no, I'm sorry. Powerball Megan went. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the keywords. The real robot editors all over the place today. So, uh, it's just nuts today. I got to get him, get him some um some help. A 724.6 million. That's what I was looking for. Is the cash payout if taken that way? The annuity of 1.35 billion will pay out over 20 years. But as you know. Cash now is worth more than cash later. The payout right now means you have $724 million now instead of waiting 20 years to get all of it. Sure, you get you know a couple million every year, and it should be fine, but the value of that money in 20 years is worth less. That's your business lesson for the day. That's your finance lesson for the day, so don't take it lightly. Let's tease folks for a little bit. That's you folks out there. This is a story we could be talking about tomorrow if you deem it worthy of chat about. New York, uh, oh, sorry, not New York. Coca-Cola and Pepsi face an unlikely new rival with unique new drink. What is that new drink? It is pre-mixed cocktails that are non-alcoholic. Uh, so as the, the soda companies are trying their, their best to get hard, um, try to sell, you know, you know, Mountain Dew with booze in it, booze people are trying to go soft. That joke actually almost got me banned from radio in college, if you will. Going uh, to go soft and um, doing soft drinks type stuff, doing pre-mixed cocktails that taste like cocktails, but are not alcoholic. It's really big news right now because of the, um, you know, the, the people not drinking for 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 January. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, uh, ads for non-alcoholic mixers, non-alcoholic drinks that have the taste but not the booze uh is this gonna make a break into the market for the soft drink folks are they should be afraid should big coke big pepsi big cola be afraid of big booze coming into their market you let me know and we'll talk about it tomorrow if you deem this important deem it conversational as i say go to our website go to our feeds our feeds are this is conversation project.com on facebook and th underscore conversation on twitter and our website takes you to those places as well. When you go to those places, this is how I explain, you know, the whole being engaged part. Like, love, hate, share, be engaged with the stories. We post news stories every 50 minutes to these sites. And if you like a story, read it, go into it, go deeper into it, and you tell us what to, what to do with it. Literally, if it gets engaging, we'll do something with it. On Tuesday through Friday, we get about 30 to 33 stories 
in the wake of a day. So in that time, we'll pull from the top 15 stories of that day and then give you eight of those for this rundown, which is much faster on those times when there's less script issues. On today, it's more time. So it's three days worth of time. So we gave you 10 stories, a little more reading, things like that. And it takes a little long, longer to process it. So it took that long to get out there. But we'll get shorter versions, quicker, pithier versions for the rest of the week. And you just engage on that in just by just simply going to the website and being a part of the show. You tell me what I'm talking about literally like that. So let's get on to uh, more chatter on me, which is actually about money, because this thing costs money. So we want you to stop by our main website. This is the conversationproject.com. Click on the sponsors link and see if there's a sponsor that you may love. Today, we're going to spotlight Fundrise. Fundrise is a way to invest your money and expand your portfolio into real estate without having to go out there and swing sledgehammers and get all that dusty stuff on your hands because it gets really nasty and hard to clean off you don't have to build anything you don't have to rent anything you have to go chase people down for money fundrise does literally does that for you they buy apartments they buy houses they buy real estate they sell some they rent some out they manage a, a great portfolio of real estate and you take the benefits we're off to a not so great start for 2023 but as i said to you all year long i lost not a single dime i lost no money in my fundrise funds for the entire year in 2022 didn't make a grand killing, did not lose very much money. So didn't lose any money on them, came up on the positive. That is there. None of my other investments are positive for the end of the year. So we will see how your fund rise will work. Your time may vary. But here's the thing on all this. Fundrise will give you 30 days off your advisor fees for the first 30 days. So that means all the money you put in for your beginning is free money. No, no fees on that one. And if you get in the right stock, the right fund, you get extra shares of the fund. Check it out at this is the conversation project.com slash fundrise. This is the conversation project.com slash fundrise. F U N D R I S E. F U N D R I S E. Fundrise. Check it out. This is the affiliate link. So we do get something back for being an affiliate. Uh, but I joined them before being an affiliate because I wanted to be a part of this. So it was great. Uh, gladly joined their affiliate program. And I am glad to be investing with Fundrise. Let's go back to more talking about me, but very quickly on the website and I guess the projects here, the conversation project. The conversation project is a going on about eight, somewhere eight, 10 years. I have to go back every so often. I have to go back and see when we started this and how it began because it gets mixed up in a lot of things. This was originally supposed to be sort of a survey type thing, like what do you think on this and that? It turned into a news uh, uh, sites, if you will, of, of sorts, like aggregator. We don't do any actual work. We just you know, read websites and pull them down. And then we um, give them to you and we talk about them in various ways, various shows, various ways to present them. We also have, along with things you might have heard, which is Monday through Friday, we have a weekly wrap up on Sunday, which gives you the pure uh, numbers version of what stories from, tap to, from 10 to 1 are the top stories. We have the conversation, the open conversations, I call it something different at the time, but it's basically a, a, a podcast. It's my interview podcast because everybody has a podcast or interview people. The Open Conversations, that's coming up. Uh, that comes on weekends as well. where We talk to people, interesting people about their lives and things going on and their views on the world and the news at the, at the moment. We do things like that. We also have uh, what's really kind of cool, what I call You're Welcome. It's a podcast where I go into some issues that some people really, really, really want to say the bad things, the mean things, the awful things out loud. And I bring those to forefront and I say them for you because you're welcome. 
you were in various places, you just want a news fix, check us out. You have this as a video, as a podcast. We have a newsletter that comes out after we do this, so you just don't have to see or hear me do this, but you can because there's links to as well. Check them out. They're all to be found at the website. This is conversationproject.com. Also, there's a sponsorship and partnership buttons if you want to check out one of our sponsors or partner up with us directly. There we go. Running along today, so we're just going to do deal with that. I think this may be sort of the, the key for the Monday versions. You just have to run long and kind of live with it. Let's go on to some fun stuff for the day and starting off with the today things being birthdays. Happy 16th birthdays today, January 16th specifically, to John Carpenter, Debbie Allen, and Lynn Manuel Marianda. 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 Dun, 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 dun. John Carpenter, the great uh, director of um, great um, horror movies and sci-fi movies, who's been trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis for like 40 years, 75 years old today. Debbie Allen turning 73 years old, famous originally for being a dancer, choreographer, uh, sort of actor, has become an actor prominent, of course, right now, um, I guess, just bossing everybody around on Grey's Anatomy because, you know, she's the boss. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, who, of course... Um, does all the, the crazy things and raps about Hamilton and things like that. And uh, talk doesn't talk about Bruno and may or may not have had a, a, a flop in the Puerto Rico, in, uh, in the Heights. That's sort of there. Men, uh, doing great things in music and movies and a lot of things. I'm a pretty cool guy. Uh, 43 years old today. Less rambling. Let's get serious for a moment. Today is the celebration, the observance, Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. Day. His birthday, January 15th. So yesterday would have been his birthday. Today is the third Monday of January. So that's how we get the designation. It is also a national day of service. So while you get a holiday for the day, it's known as a day on and not a day off. And what that means is you get your day off for work, but you're sort of asked to submit yourself to some sort of community service, some sort of public service for the day, showing your love and appreciation for the work that he did on this day, the day off by going doing some work at a community center or stopping by a, a, a rally or doing some sort of celebration thing. Or my daughter actually in the Martin Luther King Jr. parade today. So things like that to be a part of uh, the celebration of the community. Um, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, you're, you're asked to do something a little bit extra for the community. If you just take the day off, no one is going to frown upon that because it's there. We just let you know this is what we're celebrating. And yes, because there's King Day, you probably aren't going to get President's Day. I'm sorry, but it's it is what it is. It just kind of works that way. I would love to get the link. I'd love to get President Day off as well, but it just doesn't happen. Doesn't fall on a calendar like that too much longer. Now, one last thing to talk about. One last thing you might not have heard going out the door. And this one is really, really uh, fits today's bill. Researchers say thinking too hard about something may lead to bad decisions. Researchers from the University of College of London found subconscious snap decisions can be more accurate than those made after thinking things out. Because sometimes you get kind of stop, stuck in decision fog and you get wrapped up. So sometimes just doing the thing, making the decision, going with it will go better. In fact, most times doing something instead of mulling over something way too long is better. Here's how that worked today. There were two other stories to choose from that dealt with babies. One was baby brain. The other was if you hold the baby on the left side, it gets you know smarter or something. I, don't, I, I wasn't paying attention. But because I was in a rush, we went with this one. 
because it was shorter. Snap decisions win every time. Thank you so much for making the snap decision to join us live. We had some live people uh, popping in the day with some comments that I couldn't get into as I was going to a person uh, saying that, um, uh, when, like I said, we talked about the Velma show and people who are, are kind of blasting it for a lot of reasons. We have a comment from these dar 100. Hopefully I didn't just start start the race war. Uh, Velma is such a mean spirited iteration of Scooby-Doo because that's what a lot of people are saying. It's just not cool the way things are doing it. And mostly because um, it's, it's a lot like it, it. You can think of it. Not that I'm not, not that I'm, I'm watching Velma, but think of it as sort of like the Harley Quinn show on Adult Swim. It's not meant for kids. It's not meant to be canon per se. It's meant to be sort of a weird, twisted, mean spirited version of all those characters you love from DC, having a little bit of fun in those cases. This is apparently where this is going. This is just, but it's just not getting the the love that it it wants or needs. I don't know. Okay, I'm talking way too much. Let's that's we've we've gone way too long today. Today is Monday, January the 16th. As we said, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration, the holiday is today. So today today have off. It's also National Day of Service. So try to um re- do some remembrance for the day, if you will. Watch uh if if it's as it's little as watching some news coverage or checking out a documentary on the civil rights movement. Just do a little something to be in the spirit of the day. In the meantime, I'm working all day long here for you, posting news stories every 50 minutes for you to engage in so that I have something to do tomorrow morning. Give me something to do tomorrow morning. Engage in the stories and let me know what stories you think are most conversational so that I can present them to you here on this. Now, today I'm saying stay hydrated because I've got to go get my coffee uh, downstairs. So I, I've got my backup water. So stay hydrated, stay motivated and stay on task uh, for all the great things. We're only 16 days into this year. And so far, eh, so far, so good. So make sure you're ready for the long haul. We have a long year to get through. Goodbye. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning.